A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Life and Balance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Today, we'll be discussing office kitchen etiquette in the deep dive before we answer an audience question and an issue from the internet. But first, Frank, I've got another surprise for you, because we've got another patron on Patreon. Oh, righteous. Righteous indeed. Uh, This time, it is the amazing Lauren Shreve, who has joined us at the team lead level, which is our highest donor level. So very prestigious. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lauren. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, And she also sent us a wonderful message. So why don't we have a listen to that right now? This message is for Derek and for Frank. I'd like to introduce myself through Patreon. I am now your one and only team lead. And I've got bad news for you guys. I'm also in human resources. And while I don't condone everything that you, uh, that you espouse on your program, um, this feeling of power is... Uh, getting to my head a little bit and so I'd like to reach out to the rest of the people that love to listen to work-life imbalance and invite you to uh, also become team leads with me and we can rule this land together such as it is because human resources left unchecked is not a good thing take it from me so Derek Mm mm-hmm Yes, Frank. I believe that we have made a strategic error. <laughs> we have we have started giving away power like it's fucking candy. Well, and I don't think when we set it up that we actually put any higher tier than team lead, which means I think she's higher in the organization than we are now, Derek. <laughs> Um, I always figured that this podcast was going to get me fired by HR. I just wasn't necessarily expecting to get fired from the podcast by HR. Right. But I mean, in, in Lauren's defense, like we have kind of been fucking it up. So like, maybe it is time for new management. I don't know. I mean, Mm. it's definitely worth a shot. It it probably can't get worse, right? You say that, but I don't know. Is is the next team lead going to be like a venture capitalist of some sort who's going to come in and then like leverage the podcast past its production ability and then take on a bunch of debts and then blow it out like the mafia and walk off? 
I mean, if somebody would give us a loan based on the podcast, I'd certainly do it already. So, I mean, <laughs> the only reason we're not is because there's no equity in it. So, <laughs> maybe, oh, okay. maybe once we get some that. equity, we can start, Yeah, you know, we can make those loans, and then we can, we can head for Cancun. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Lauren, thank you so much for your support. It really means the world to us. And if anyone else would like to join the team and become a patron, you can go to patreon.com forward slash WLICast. We appreciate every patron we get, even if you can only give a dollar. But, you know, give more than a dollar. That's cool. You'd be a cool guy. If you can't, don't feel bad about it. The best thing that anyone can do is to sell someone else on the podcast. So, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a frenemy. That's my goddamn bit. I'm, I'm horning in on it, Derek. I'm already losing enough power as it is. I've got to consolidate. <laughs> you got to get some. Got to get some where you can. I get it. I get it. I'm going to pull uh, in. Your, I'm going to end up with your work so that when you get laid off from the podcast, I'm going to be doing both of our jobs. I see how it's going to be. <laughs> hey, if you want to do the poo humor, go right ahead. It's a, di- it's a dirty job. And I'm the one that got picked to do it. Um... Also, the, uh, the All the Horror event is still going on through Halloween, so if you've missed any episodes from the amazing podcasts involved, you can follow at AllTheHorror18 on Twitter, or go to bit.ly forward slash AllTheHorror, uh, and that'll take you to a cheat sheet so that you can find all the download links to the episodes. And now, we can start the actual podcast. <sighs> All right, Derek. So today on the Daily Stand-Up, I wanted to talk about grocery stores. Do you like shopping for groceries, Derek? I don't love shopping for groceries. Um, Typically, I'm not there for the experience. Like, I'm very much so a, a get-in, get-exactly-what-I-came-for-and-get-out type of person. I'm not really, you know, perusing the produce, trying to find something that I didn't come for. So, yeah, I'm not really big on grocery stores, but... Speaking of come for, Derek, I was I was specifically <laughs> thinking of two particular grocery stores. It is a tale of two brothers. Okay. Divided by cigarettes. Okay. I am, of course, talking about Aldi and Trader Joe's. I thought that's where you're going, but but then you threw me off with the cigarette thing. Well, Aldi and Trader Joe's, back in prehistory, you know, like 15 minutes after the earth cooled, uh, were owned by the same family, and there was an argument about whether or not they should sell cigarettes in the store, and so the brother that wanted to sell cigarettes and the brother that didn't ended up taking, like, each of them had half the company and half the stores, and they started right. to diverge rapidly in in completely separate lines of evolution. Right. And now we've got Aldi and now we've got Trader Joe's. I guess I never really noticed they didn't have, you know, cigarettes and things like that at Trader Joe's. Um, but I've only been into an Aldi once. And it's not it's not for me. Uh, I like the the festivity that they bring in Trader Joe's. And plus, they, like, slap their name on, like, every fucking cookie imaginable, which is certainly right up my alley. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I jumped the gun a little bit and went ahead and told my uh, my preference between the two. But, uh... 
It's all right, Derek. We can still be brothers in podcasting because I, too, prefer Trader Joe's significantly over Aldi. Now, both of the stores are sort of typified by um, stocking mostly self-branded merchandise. Right. But Aldi is definitely focused on price competitiveness on standard sort of knockoffs of, of your everyday products. Where Trader Joe's goes more in for, like, here's something interesting, and right. we're going to call it, you know, Trader whatever's something special. And right. a lot of it's just uh, white-labeled products from other people. Uh, I know they, sure. they got some Bomba in, which is like a an Israeli peanut puff snack, and, you know, it's like Trader Joe's, but it's it's actually made by the same company. Which is a long way to go for peanut tasting uh, <laughs> cheese cheese doodles, right? But Aldi, I d- I don't know. I don't like Aldi either. Like I love Trader Joe's. I am up in the TJ's every other day or so, right? But Aldi, uh, Aldi definitely goes in for the just in time sort of fleet and and logistics management uh, solutions. But for them, it is just out of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, more often than not, anything I buy at Aldi that isn't, you know, going to survive some sort of nuclear winter, I'll get, right. like, milk or I'll get, like, produce or something like that. And, you know, by the time I get it out of the store, put it in the car, drive it home, get it upstairs, it's gone off. Right. <laughs> it's already expired. Yeah, that that is no good. So here's my thing with Trader Joe's and Aldi's. So let's say that you have a typical brand of product, uh, Oreos or, or whatever type of branded product you can think of, and you put it in the middle. So you go to the, you know, the upper end of it, and you, then you have Trader Joe's, where they're not more expensive, but they, they have their own flair. They definitely have a style about them, and it's one that I find very appealing. Um, you know, a lot of their stuff has kind of like a Hawaiian flair and things like that. So things that definitely draw the eye, even if I have no interest in the product, like I will be drawn to the packaging and, you know, possibly will buy some whether or not I intend to eat it. But then you have Aldi where I would call their packaging minimalistically functional. They are, they are not pretty. They are just literally just, just the front of the packaging will literally just say goddamn beans. Like that, that is all they will say is goddamn beans. That's it. <laughs> Acme brand right. bean. So I, I think that, that that is a big part of why I don't enjoy it, but also it's the store. Like I, I, I lied. I've been to two Aldi's, uh, once to each Aldi. Uh, one was a long time ago, uh, in, I guess it was probably Illinois. And then I've been to another one, you know, here, um, in the last, like, I don't know, six months since we had an Aldi around here. Um, at least one that I found. And honestly, like going into Trader Joe's, it's bright. The shelves are, are just full of just in- interesting shit. You go to Aldi and I mean, I'm not, I don't want to disparage anybody. <laughs> like It was so dim. And so, and there were just sad people everywhere. And I'm like, this is not where I want to shop because the thing is the, the price is at Aldi don't appear to be that much different than what you can get at Trader Joe's. So, like, 
I want to go where I can get a really lively environment and and free fucking samples. I didn't see anybody, even a, even a place where they would put somebody to hand out samples. I mean, what kind of a place is that, Frank, where they don't even hand out a fucking sample? <laughs> like, I do know that Aldi is reported to pay well for, you know, sort of grocery store... Um, uh, uh, the appropriate word these days, I suppose, is associates. And and the folks that work there are, are relatively well paid, but there's like two fuckers in the right. store. And they've got to do... Everything. Everything. Right. And, and everything is specifically designed, so it's like there's a box of shit in the back, they rip the top <laughs> off and rack it... <laughs> And that's it. Like, they just come by and it's like, ah, oh, we out of chips. <laughs> There's <laughs> no chips. The, I'll be at the front. Just rip off the lid from the, the cardboard box and just shove it into the aisle. Like, that, that is, their, that is their, uh, their fronting strategy, is just open cardboard boxes for you to just go to and feast upon like a fucking horse trough. Ugh. But it's all, it's all about presentation. Like, that's what I'm saying, is that... The, the prices are not different, but, you know, you, you go to Trader Joe's for a very particular experience. And, well, so I guess that if you don't want to be talked to, like if you literally just want green beans with as little human interaction uh, or like branding and marketing <laughs> as you can possibly uh, encounter, then you can go to Aldi's. Because I will say the people at Trader Joe's, God bless those bastards. They are friendly as fuck. Like they're super friendly. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they are, there's a rule for the company to talk to everybody that goes through the line, which is a little bit of a nightmare for me because that means is that is that literally yes, like a rule? Yes, that's why the people uh like there's some people that are checking you out and they're making conversation while looking very sad because they don't want to have to talk to you. But but they have to. Like they have to say something to you. Which is kind of a nightmare for me because, like, I I want, like, I do talk to strangers from time to time. Like, I will uh, interact with strangers. But, like, I don't want to know that every time I check out, it's going to be a test. Like, sometimes I want that grumpy person that's just going to throw my shit in a bag and uh, and let me be on my way. So m maybe, maybe I do need to shop at Aldi sometimes. This is it's this is kind of wild to me. Like usually I go shopping with Britta and she is a person. Right, right. Um, you have that buffer. Unlike me. Yeah, and like you know, there's always the conversation and it's very lively and there's talking and I'm like, thank God I have a shield right. here to perform the human interaction dance. <laughs> So that I can just kind of stand one step to the right and back and, you know, grunt in monosyllables like, yeah. <laughs> See, the the problem is that with me and Jessica, uh, she she hates random encounter interactions, like absolutely dislikes it um, because she's not I mean, she's she's a she's a friendly person, but like she just doesn't want to pull out her her repertoire to to make small talk whereas with me like kind of what i do all day like i i make small talk all day whether i want to or not so like it's always kind of like on for me like it's always like on just right up front so that i can pull it out but 
I don't want to all the time. Like sometimes, sometimes like you, um, I want to be able to go through the line, grunt a little, uh, maybe nod when, you know, it, it's time for me to pay and that's it. But not in the cards for Trader Joe's. Well, I mean, for you, maybe you should start shopping at Aldi if you don't want any human interaction and you want some bananas that are going to go off in about 38 seconds. <laughs> Uh, I want to, I want, <laughs> I want to shop at a place where I have to eat all my produce before I get to the car in order to, for it to not be expired. That's what I want. You better <laughs> shuffle that fucking salad right now. As you're walking out the door, just pop the top on that bag of mixed greens. No, uh, no, I think I'll stick to TJ's, but, but that's fine. Different, different strokes for different folks. Uh, want to move on to the deep dive? All right, today on the deep dive, I want to talk about office kitchen etiquette. As with most shared spaces at the office, there are a set of unspoken rules for how to use the office kitchen, most of which are built upon the assumption that the office is populated by adults, not goddamn barbarians. This this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Any shared space that gets treated like a fucking college dorm room is is just going to drive me insane. I mean, what what about you? I mean, I, I feel like you are kind of uh, in the same boat as is wanting things, just wanting people to do what they know to do and not treat it like they're at their mama's house. Oh yeah, no, I mean at the new office, the it's not bad, but I have seen like a lot of people are wanting to use um, real coffee mugs right. to help save the environment. But then by the end of the day, there's like half a dozen used coffee mugs sitting in the bottom of the sink. Oh, and that's about as bad as it gets that. And, and they're delivering food constantly. Right. I'm fairly certain it's because I'm on like a restricted, uh, <laughs> dietary plan. I, you know, you say that and I'm laughing but, like, I don't remember them getting this much food before you got hired and went on the low-carb diet. So... <laughs> They're like, we must feed the fat man. Lest the fat man become angry. <laughs> feed him. Feed him. It's a valid fear, Frank. Like, you, you keep saying that you want to make people afraid. Well, you done done it. And now you're <laughs> reaping what you sowed. <laughs> I didn't realize that these were sacrifices made in my name. <laughs> they absolutely are. They're, they're sacrifices unto the great Frank. Oh, uh, I think I saw this in like the first third of King Kong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just, just throwing bundles of fruit and, and meats and chips trying to, <laughs> trying to appease you. Um, but no, like, it's just crazy to me that, okay, let me back up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to start. I guess I've already started in a place of negativity because <laughs> I'm a little riled up already because like some dumbass shit happened in the, the office kitchen today. Like, and it's not out of the ordinary stuff. Like the thing that gets me the worst, not the worst, the thing that, that happens more often than anything else is that I will go up to the Keurig and, you know, I've only recently started drinking coffee every single day. Um, and it's it's a pain in the ass already. I I hate having a coffee habit. Like it's it's annoying to me. But I thought you were gonna say the Keurig, and I was like, God damn it, Derek! It is it is a fucking robot that makes coffee. <laughs> like it. <laughs> no, no, but um, but no. So the uh, the Keurig 
like you said, uh, it is a it is a robot that makes makes coffee, but it requires a human to put in water. And I'm not sure all of the co-workers that we work with currently understand that. I think they think it's magic water, that it's just a magic a magic device that turns grounds into coffee. And then both the, the, the water magically appears when they need it. And then the, the little K-cup disappears after they use it. Because I'll go in there, oh, the yeah. reservoir will be completely fucking empty. And there will be a little K-cup in the thing. In the, uh, whatever the, the little place is, the little... The firing chamber, There as we I go, call the, it. the firing chamber. And I'm like, what, why do you think it's okay for you to do that? I'm having trouble saying something funny, because, <laughs> because it keeps occurring to me, like, how ludicrous that is. We are fucking adults. Most of us have graduated college, sometimes more than once, and you, and you don't think to fill it up. After you're done, or at least like make sure that it's not all, all the way empty, and open the thing and throw away your used cup. How fucking hard is that? Like that is not a difficult thing. I'm not asking too much. It's God. I've damn worked it. with software developers. <laughs> <laughs> well, like in our specific office environment, you do know how easy it is to fill up that reservoir, right? Right. I mean, there is literally a a hose attached to the sink. That I mean, it, it's it's a part of a water faucet. It's not like a fucking garden hose just hooked up to the spigot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've jerry rigged a hose that comes in through the window from out back, <laughs> and we're on like the second floor, so it's got to be a pretty damn long hose. Um, but no, it's like it's just part of the water faucet. You can just pull and and insert it directly into the reservoir so that that just makes it worse now see usually i'll just run it like two or three extra times <laughs> bleed out some of that water <sighs> okay all right all right all right all right well I, I i feel that this has turned less into a uh, office kitchen etiquette and more a a curing <laughs> derek bitches about the coffee machine <laughs> derek bitches about the coffee machine um so what are some of the rules that you live by uh, or a spouse for often office kitchen etiquette. Well, uh, you know, like I don't like to touch other people's food sure. in the in the fridge, which becomes problematic when I put stuff in there and then I forget. Okay. And I keep coming back to the fridge, being like, "Man, I wish I had some yogurt." <laughs> Look, there's somebody else in the office. Get the same brand of yogurt I do, but <laughs> do you not write? Your I don't have any it? yogurt. Why don't you write your initials on it? Then you'll know whose is yours. That would take effort, Derek. I don't like effort. Fair enough. No, mostly it's because I, you know, like the the only markers that I know of are dry erase markers, at which point... <laughs> are you worried? I might as well have written, you know, Frank was here on the fucking beach sand right. for all its, you know, the permanence <laughs> involved there. Frank, I've got like seven Sharpies at my desk. I'll give you one. Fuck it. You tell me which thing is yours and I will write write a big F E on it. And and then you won't <laughs> have to put a big F U on it. on it. One of the things that, that I am very not not militant, but one of the things that I am very careful about is that when I put stuff in the fridge, whether it be, you know, takeout food or yogurt or milk or something that's gonna last a lot longer. I'm very careful about how long I, I leave it in there. You know, 
I'm going to go back and I'm going to check every at least once a week uh, for some of the longer running stuff. Like I'm not going to leave <laughs> some like leftover Chinese food in there. Um, frankly, I don't even know why I said takeout because anytime I come to the back to the office with takeout, it doesn't even really go in the fridge. Like it sits on my desk for 10 minutes until I get hungry again. So like that's a later snack. <laughs> that's 11 That's 11 That That is like 1235 uh, after I get back from lunch. Yeah, so I, I definitely am am very careful about that. But, like, just just last week, I got just completely fed up with all the stuff that was in the fridge because we had, you know, we, like you said, we cater a lot. And so, uh, apparently, they, you know, the powers of be, whoever cleans up after the uh, the catering, they put all the, the tea in the fridge. And this is sweet tea. Ah, uh, yeah. And it basically turned into sweet tea vodka. And <laughs> like the, well, the, the containers were just ballooning like they were they, it had burst in the fridge. And so like the, the crisper drawer, which is supposed to be for fresh vegetables and fruits, uh, was full of <laughs> of alcoholized sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled it open and there was just a voice that said, <laughs> there is no Milo's only Zool. <laughs> Oh, no, it was disgusting. And I cleaned out the whole fucking fridge because <laughs> because apparently my... I keep wondering who the fuck it is that's cleaning up after all these nasty ass people. And I think I've discovered and, and it's that's, you, Derek. And like for if, if Jessica were to listen to the podcast and hear me say this, like that, that would be the most buck wild thing for her to hear that I'm the one being the clean one at the office. Uh, I'm better now at, at home. Like I used to be a slob when I was in college and I've continuously, uh, been broken, uh, of habit after habit. Uh, but like, now you're just broken, now I'm just broken. Um, but like, I'm not going through our own fridge and, and just trying to clean out all the things that have expired. Uh, typically because we don't really keep a lot of stuff in there that, that will go bad. Like we, we typically eat a lot of the stuff or unless it's like green vegetables, green vegetables, yeah, uh, most of the time we buy green vegetables so we could throw it away a week later. Like that's typically <laughs> that's later garbage. <laughs> later garbage. I need this later garbage. Um, but no, she would be. She would feel um, very surprised that I am the, the the clean one at the office. But no, I I've only I've only cleaned out the fridge like three times, and every time I am cursing the fucking barbarians that I work with. I love them. They are they are good people, but they are. Fucking barbarians. I think a lot of this has to do with people trying not to be terrible people and like throw away other people's stuff when those people might want it. And it sort of leads to this cold war of like, I forgot that I put it in there, so I'm not going to throw it away lest it's somebody else's. Right. Until it begins, you know. To grow sentience. <laughs> yeah. Until. <laughs> Until it's got legs and it keeps, you know, <laughs> leaping out and trying to stab people with its uh, prehensile pinchers. <laughs> I've seen that movie. It's, uh, I think it's called The Stuff from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and so, yeah, you get that situation where it's like, well, I don't want to throw away somebody's thing, although I'm fairly certain they don't need this yogurt that's three and a half months out of date and it's the same brand that I eat. <laughs> <laughs> that was... That was probably left there by me. 
But no, that I mean, that's a, exactly right. Like, I'm not going to throw away something that is that is just past its date. Like, if it's like a like a coffee creamer or something that's a couple days past its date, I'm not going to throw that away. But like, there is a clear line when something has turned from from food to a chemical weapon, and that's when it goes in the garbage. <laughs> This is why this is why a lot of offices have like the uh, refrigerator authority person. Right. Sometimes sometimes it's like an office manager who's who's, you know, actual part of their job is to do this. And then sometimes it's just, you know, that ersatz office manager, which is the person who gets most annoyed by it and starts <laughs> cleaning up everybody else's stuff. Right. Pregnant <laughs> pauses. I look at Derek. <laughs> And then they send out that email every couple of weeks, like, we're going to clear everything out of the refrigerator on Friday at 2.30 p.m. And then they got to send that out, like, on Tuesday and Thursday. And then then there's some poor bastard that's, you know, there on Friday at 3 p.m. tossing out seven-month-old yogurt or whatever. Right. (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned the email thing. uh, Because the thing is, like... I think that somebody either being the de facto office manager or the actual office manager, that really gives you carte blanche to send some really high quality, passive aggressive emails. Like just the the ones that I've encountered in, in the not so distant past, um, somebody would send one probably twice a month. That was, I would say a pretty, pretty good zinger. Um, it didn't work, but it definitely was entertaining to, to see somebody and, and you can see it change over time. Like you can see their skill at passive aggressiveness just become so honed and so refined that uh, towards the end, it is a masterpiece <laughs> and then they can go join HR. <laughs> I think maybe this is boot camp for HR. Like <laughs> folks in HR aren't hired to HR. It's kind of like the dirty dozen uh, they just, right. they get selected for HR after they've performed some <laughs> great and selfless task. Right. The cleaning out of the fridge, the six month old pizza box. And it's like, at last you're ready. Come with us. You will be inducted. Frank, of all the dumbass movie ideas we've had, this may be the one that has the most legs. Like, so, I mean, you know, Dirty Dozen or Magnificent Seven, but instead of, you know, cowboys and... It's it's about choosing HR professionals. I don't know what like I don't know what the climax of the movie would be. Like <laughs> stamp out shorts in the office. I don't know. Um but uh We've been preparing for this layoff for months. <laughs> for months. <laughs> we must assemble. You are the, the chosen one. Right. <laughs> you are Oh, you are the layoff messiah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> with but a touch of his hand, the pink slips flow. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, real quick before we, before we move on. What, what's the worst sin that you can commit in office kitchen etiquette? Microwaved fish. Oh, that was mine. Oh, wow. Damn. We've, we've worked together too long, Derek. <laughs> I mean, is it even worth it for me to come up with another one? I think that's, that's the one. Every few weeks, I come in with a bowl that is just completely filled with dried halibut, and I put it in the microwave, and I set it for five minutes, and I walk away. 
Wow. So, so my, my response to this is, is why? Is it general suffering? Do you just want, like, some time alone in the office to yourself? Like, what is your purpose? I've got to raise the background level of <laughs> anguish to a certain point. <laughs> In order for the remainder of my spiritual being to cross the threshold, which must not be crossed. Okay. So that I can manifest in my true form. So, uh, my, my, my mind did one of those things where it finishes a sentence for you. Um, and I thought you were going to say, raise the, the base level of stink. <laughs> 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 I gotta have stink lines, Derek. I have a baseline, so your your uh, personal grooming habits are not uh, overly scrutinized. Nobody else needs to notice that I have cartoon flies buzzing around my head. Oh God! Oh, sometimes it's it's so difficult on this podcast because I'll find something that you didn't say so funny. And I'll just be sitting here just giggling to my fucking self for like two minutes while while I let you finish your point. Because I don't want to interrupt your point, but I'm I'm going to say my thing. That's all right. Derek, I'm fairly certain that the me in your head is far funnier than the me that actually exists. (laughs) Oh, God. Want to go to an audience question? Alright, this one's a little off our usual topic, but it was sent in, so I'ma do it. Why do you think people care so much about celebrity lives? By Cal in Cali. I think I'm stuck in the limbo of that, that I don't necessarily care about many celebrity lives, and I am far, far from celebrity, so nobody necessarily cares about what I'm doing day to day. So I'm not sure, but I think we can definitely kind of postulate about what the allure is, uh, for other people. Frank, what about yourself? Do you have any, uh, any people that you aspire to be other than the big man downstairs? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, I just have never been a person that's overly interested in like the lives of, of other people. Like when, Whenever I meet, um, like a celebrity, I'm that douchebag who's like trying to play it cool. Right. Like, absolutely. What's up? Like, we just people, <laughs> you, you, and I mean, we're both people. That's <laughs> you considerably more people than me, but, uh, by my own standards, we're both people. Sure. You're rich and loved by millions of people who've never met you and have influence and and are not despised by the people that know you and I think I'm just making myself depressed Derek. <laughs> no but I, I I totally get that like I'm you know there are a few people that if I if I saw them like at a convention or something like that I would be very I would be very excited about it. it's it's a fairly small list but you know it's there there are a few people that I feel I'm familiar enough with their like body of work or, you know, their general, you know, brand or whatever that I, I could definitely be like, I am, I am a fan of you. You know, I, I appreciate your work type of stuff. 
Um, but I would always, I'm always kind of nervous. Like it's only happened a couple times where I've met somebody, um, or been around somebody that I truly, you know, would put in that category. And you know, it, it's kind of a tough balance. Cause like you say, like you want to play it cool because I, you know, you hear all the time that somebody just like, like fawning over you, unless you're like just the biggest egotistical prick. Um, you know, that's not really what you want all day, every day. Like, you don't want people just, like, literally falling over themselves just to, like, I don't know, get, like, a whiff of your cologne from 300 paces. You know, that seems like a very lonely existence to, like, literally not have people treat you like a person. So, um, I mean, <laughs> sometimes I have it in the opposite direction. People not treat me like a person because I feel that I am less than a person. So, I guess I do have some... uh some middle ground in there to understand. Sorry, them. Derek, I upgraded you to co-host, and and I thank you for that. And I will say, um, <laughs> my social standing has improved considerably uh, since being promoted to co-host. I gave you two socks, but I really wish they would have matched. To be honest, <laughs> man, you are constantly bitching. <laughs> always wanting more, more, more. <laughs> oh. So am I, am I like the house elf of this podcast, basically? <laughs> am I the Yeah, Dobby? but not Dobby. Everybody loved Dobby. You're more creature. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm not even Dobby. Oh, my God. Uh, no, but I... When, whenever I have the chance to meet somebody, like, I would like to tell them, hey, you know, face-to-face, -face, I enjoy what you do, because I feel that that would be somewhat meaningful, but... Uh, but yeah, I, I don't care about a lot of different celebrities. Like it's it's very few, very few people that I, I truly enjoy their work. But, you know, like if I saw a celebrity, like a celebrity that everybody knows that everybody is fawning over, I probably wouldn't care because I don't I don't necessarily know. I don't know. I, I guess the Kardashian would be the most obvious answer for like who people flip the fuck out for. But like, I have no clue what they do. Like, the, the, I think they, they're famous for being famous right. is the thing. Which is the most buck wild thing. Like, that's the most American thing though. It is. Not to get too real, but like the psychology at work here is that we will all die sad and alone in a universe that doesn't care for us in one way, shape or form. Right. And everyone wants to feel close to something that matters. We can't all we can't all be close to you, Frank. We can. <laughs> can we? All they have to do is join our Patreon, <laughs> and they can be part of something greater than themselves. They can be part of creating this podcast. This whole bit was just a shill. <laughs> it was just the worst possible advertisement <laughs> oh celebrity hero worship is a dangerous game like i've been hurt before i've never been one of those like i obsessively follow the real housewives of lower middle trenton or whatever <laughs> i was really hoping you pull out a winner and that that's not too bad <laughs> but in the past i've gone to like conventions and stuff and and met authors right. that i enjoy and several times it's just been 
it's it's not even like shattered hero worship. It's just like at one time it was like, oh, I like this guy's work. I'll see him. And then he turned out to be like a virulent sexist. God. And it Jesus. was just like, oh man, now I can't even enjoy the goddamn book anymore. Right. It's like, I used to enjoy your writing. Now, every time I read anything you write, I've got to think about that. Right. And then, and then there was another one that like, I was, I was literally excited enough that I went to one of those panels where, where they take Q and A afterward. Right. And I don't do this, but I did have a question. But that, that question, I will admit, was kind of like, did you name this character due to some fourth dimensional chess bullshit <laughs> that when I saw the name of the character and some of the stuff going on in the book, I was like, oh my God, he managed to make a deep cut and reach way inside baseball to get that name. That was brilliant. Right. And I asked him about it. Oh, no. And his answer was, nah, I saw it in a movie once. Oh, no. And I was just like. Oh, just completely took all the air out of everything that was cool about that. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was gutting in a way that I'm still surprised to this day exactly how gutting it was. It was just one of those things where it was like, this guy's got to be fairly brilliant like i wouldn't have even thought to come up with this right. but now that i'm seeing it i can't believe that everyone else has missed it he must have you know he must be really into history and a couple of other subjects that that i enjoy and then just to find out he's like nah i saw it in a movie once thought it was cool so i decided to use that name when i was writing a book and it's like <sighs> <laughs> i i want you i want you to never tell me like, there are a lot of things that, that you and I don't necessarily uh, enjoy the same, like, circles of interests over, uh, but at the risk of that being something I enjoy, I want you to never, ever tell me, because I do the same thing. Like, I, I read some things or, or watch some things, and I think, wow, this is, you know, this is fantastic, this is inspired, this is a fantastic thing that that it must have taken somebody very interesting or that, that has a special quality to create. And time and time again, like there are, there are things that mundane people can create great things. And that is a fucking terrifying concept. Like I, 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 oh, yeah. I, I guess the, the opposite would be more like incredible people can create mundane things. I think, I guess that would be more terrifying, but like the fact that, like sometimes somebody can just uh, internally within themselves, you know, a million monkeys with a million t typewriters, like bang out a, a great work of art and that's it. Like there's never going to be something else because they, they can't lightning's not going to strike twice. Like that, that to me is like, that's gotta be shitty. Like <laughs> just chasing that over and over for the rest of your life. That one moment of brilliance that you had. Oh, God. I mean, not to be too real, but it's one of the, the few things that I do worry about in terms of becoming, as the kids say, a content creator, uh -huh. is that the more people that are listening to the podcast, the more that I do worry that I'm going to disappoint somebody. Right. And that's <laughs> that's not a thing that I worried about before, and it's not a thing that I thought I would worry about. 
And, and it's just one of those, I'm waiting for like some negative feedback to come in and someone to call me out on something that I didn't mean to do or for someone to like meet me and go, really? That's it? <laughs> well, the thing Jesus. is, we're, we're kind of in a, in a good position here because for the last 42 episodes, we've literally just been, been telling people that we could not be more normal. Like we're just two weird nerds that are talking about shit like don't don't be surprised if you meet us and we're just people <laughs> we i think i described us to somebody i forget who it was and they're like oh we're, we're kind of nervous and i'm like we could not be more people if we tried like i i guess we are trying to be people derek is the six-winged cherubim and I am nothing more than a pillar of fire. <laughs> but we're just folks. We're just we're just people. Uh and you you know you you say that about the uh, d- the disappointing thing. You know we we haven't really like stepped in it majorly, but like you know there's been a couple emails we got uh, from people that were sad that we changed the the intro. Because if people haven't noticed, it used to be Frank reading the intro, and now it's a, a voice actor that you know, we are you know, very thankful that we were able to find somebody that um, could do such a good quality job. But it, it's... And that blows me away. Like, that was one of the most <laughs> surprising got, sort of things. emails that were like, oh man, where's Frank? Why, why isn't he doing the intro anymore? I was like, all right. <laughs> Just, I was like, finally, we can get rid of that shitty job of me and my stupid voice doing the intro. We got, like, a professional to do right? it real good and nice. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, when I got laid off and people were like, oh, no, is Frank going to be all right? And I was like, this, people cared. Okay, that that's uncomfortable. In a, in a comfortably, like a comforting uncomfortable i don't know how to put that where it was just very much like this is a thing that i didn't expect and i don't know exactly how to respond like a hug from a stranger where you're just kind of there with your arms out to the side going what the fuck oh <laughs> uh, yeah well as we grow our audience there are at least like 20 percent of the time we may not know who they are and frankly, Frank hates it. I love it. Put that in. Let that go down in the record. He hates it. Uh, it's what it. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like this weird catch twenty two. I'm recording a podcast and I'm putting it out there, and I want to do a good job at the podcast. Right. Like I'll, you know, being honest and sort of vulnerable here. Like I want to do a good job at the podcast. I don't want to do a bad job at the podcast. But somehow I also don't expect anybody to listen. <laughs> I I am totally in that same boat. All Wanna right. Want to go to an issue from the yeah, internet? Let's, let's go to an issue from the internet. This is, this is getting weird. <laughs> Talking about our feelings and shit. All right. For this, this issue from the internet, the title is How to Deal with Constantly Bragging Coworker. By Software Engineer 783. That's got to be the best username that anyone has ever had. 
I mean, I think that's what I call some of the people on my team anyway, so continue. (laughs) Oh. So Software Engineer 783 says, Recently, a new colleague started to work for the IT company I work for. He seems quite polite and nice, but when it comes to lunchtime, he very often brags and, for lack of a better word, talks utter bullshit. He does this to a point where his statements become cringy, like... I rarely use RAM anymore because SSDs are nearly as fast these days. Or, I run my virtual machines on my GPU only because they're faster than CPUs. Basically, he seems to have no clue about technical background, but claims that he knows a shortcut for every problem. The problem is that <laughs> that he talks obvious nonsense and that everyone knows it. My other colleagues and I avoid him more and more, but there's this awkward tension in the room when he comes around and brags again. When we ask about technical details, he switches the topic pretty fast or answers even more nonsense. My question is, should we let him know somehow or should we just keep ignoring it? The team has never talked about it openly, but there are many clues that everyone knows what's going on. (laughs) There's only one answer to this, Derek. And what's that? And that is that this person is actually an alien capable of bending the laws of physics as we know them. Oh, so so maybe they're having trouble keeping track of what is their alien technology and what is our human technology? Exactly. So, So they try to explain it, but they get them mixed up. Everything they're saying is true. It's just everyone else at the table is too dumb to know it. (laughs) oh god i could see that being so problematic because the thing is when when we reach the state of you know having (laughs) so whenever we get to the point where we have like like quantum processors and stuff like that to where they are like bending space time to do calculations faster and then we like try to tell somebody that may not have uh, experienced that it's going to be hard to to explain their their simple problems uh, without getting too complicated for them so so how can his co-workers how can his co-workers deal with this should he just tell them uh, I am uh, a superior intelligence well he can't say that he has to be more specific um, <laughs> because that I've seen that on the internet People saying they're smarter um, doesn't always work out for them, surprisingly. I um, mean, it's it's dangerous because if he unzips the human suit at the wrong time, he might literally melt the faces of the people that he's working with. I mean, it's happened to you so many times. I know. Every once in a while, I it gets itchy in here and I have to release the glorious energy being that is within me. <laughs> An entity of pure light and love, Derek. Yeah, I don't think that's what's hiding under your clothes, Frank. All right, so let's say that that this coworker is not an an alien or a future person uh, sent to Earth or back in past to. I would hope that if they sent somebody back, that it's to fix this timeline, because what could they possibly do to fuck it up worse? I can't imagine. So if they are not a an alien or a time traveler, how do we fix this? 
<sighs> if they're not an alien or a time traveler, then I'm afraid that they're just a massive dildo. <laughs> I think the suspicion may be correct. Hmm. Um, That's more troublesome. <laughs> much harder to deal with. Because the the thing is there are there are two kinds of people like this. There are people that know that they are being an, an obnoxious dildo and like this is their projection to keep people people from like seeing their you know kind of vulnerable self like the fact that they're insecure, the fact that they're scared of, of people thinking that they're not, uh, that they're not smart, you know, that will make people act out and say some pretty ludicrous stuff. Even if, even they, even if they know that people don't believe it, like they may just, just keep going with it until it stops working. Um, or the, there's the other person that truly does believe the, the shit that he's spouting. And that is that is terrifying. Like that is not something that can be fixed with a therapy session. Like, ah, <laughs> <sighs> no, the, ending up with folks like this on the team, like it's it's difficult to take any sort of corrective action because they're just kind of double down. Like <laughs> if you confront them with proof of the fact that everything that they say is complete horseshit. Oh. The Man. only thing that they can do is double down. Right. And it's going to get so awkward. And anybody who has to witness that, oh, their skin's going to be crawling the whole time from the cringe. Oh, I, I've never witnessed it. But, like, I can just imagine how severe that would get. Oh, I mean, I guess you could go above, like, above, like, the the boss's boss or something. But, like, what do you say? It's like... <laughs> Boss, please. He's being a huge dildo. Just, <laughs> just stop him. Whatever. Put a muzzle on him. Uh, or the the only other thing I can think of is if you move him somewhere that no one else understands anything either, then his grandiose declarations of complete horseshit sound reasonable and cool. Okay. So where in the company could you move him? Kids, I, I I feel that any any place that we that we say is going to be somewhat offensive. I mean, public relations. There we go. There we go. So okay, they are now they are now in the middle of the uh, the PR department. I I think it's just PR folks are the only ones who are going to be temperamentally prepared <laughs> for the unending streams. <laughs> Of weak, watery bullshit. Wow. That's going to be a matching of wits. I would sell tickets to this matchup. Oh, man. So I think then you could also uh, pitch that. So, I mean, it's going to be a little tough to, like, sell it to your boss that, hey, this guy needs to go to <laughs> to live in the middle of the PR department. You know, there might be some some concerns about that. Of course, you could say he is like the uh, the head of infrastructure for the the PR networking area. You could also say, well, even if it's not functional, we can set up webcams or uh, video cameras and we have the next hit TV reality show. I mean, I would tune in for an episode 
just to watch this guy like talk about how he's going to replace all the laptop batteries with potatoes. <laughs> I I'm a little concerned now because as I was saying uh my previous statement about the you know the TV show and things like that, I feel this would just be another season of The Office, to be honest. I, I think at that point we just call it the parentheses real office <laughs> the real the real office i i love that so much and you know, we, we talked about my secondhand embarrassment before i think I'd, i could suspend it uh long enough to watch this fool get roasted like <laughs> i oh like you said i would i would pay so much money to see this maybe maybe it's just one event maybe it's just like a pay-per-view event <laughs> that happens once and then they roast this fucker to charcoal <laughs> it's just done <laughs> oh, oh turn that bastard two cinders um want to punch the clock yeah i was about to say i don't think i don't think we can get better than that that's some good fucking advice <laughs> All right, if you'd like to send us a question to answer on air, please send them to questions at WLICast.com. If you want to connect with us, you can go to WLICast.com, where you'll find all of our social media links, and also links to our store, Patreon, and other ways you can support the show. Speaking of support, there is nothing better for growing our audience than word of mouth, and that means that if you like the show, please share us with people that you know. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a frenemy. This has been the Work-Life Imbalance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you. Uh, maybe they make this like a yearly thing. Because you talk about, like, office barbecues. Like, this could be a totally different kind. Ah, oh, new office barbecue. The other thing I was thinking is that if we want to keep this guy busy, we just send him to Aldi for some fresh bananas. <laughs> I can't come back.